Amen. You know, as I was uh, watching uh, Andy uh, lead the music up here, uh, I I was just reflecting, just so thankful uh, for the ministerial staff that God has provided here at Edgewood. I I work with these guys uh, every day, and um, James, uh, Tim, Jonathan, uh, Andy, these guys are the real deal. Uh, they, they love Christ, and uh, their only desire is to honor and, and glorify Him, and it's, it's just a joy, uh, just a wonderful privilege to be able to uh, work along uh, their side. Uh, this morning, we're having a, a little bit of a special emphasis. Uh, you really need one of these brochures, and if you do not have one, would you raise your hand right now? Need to c- c- come ushers quickly. Now, you need to keep your hand up high so that they can see you. They don't want to miss you. Okay, they're slowly getting everybody. I think they just about got everybody. Again, just to remind you, uh, we have been in a study of the uh, New Testament book of 2 Thessalonians. Uh, uh, Last uh, Sunday, we uh, concluded uh, the first chapter. And uh, next Sunday, we will be right back in our study of 2 Thessalonians, uh, entering the uh, second chapter, which deals with uh, the last days, with the end times. And uh, I think you'll find it a, just an absolutely remarkable study, and it will be a great encouragement to your faith and motivation to follow Jesus. So go ahead and start reading ahead in uh, chapter 2 as we begin looking at that uh, next Sunday. But, you know, I believe we, we all realize that the only hope for America is Jesus Christ. Amen? Uh, I don't think I need to take a lot of time trying to make the argument just how desperate the situation is in our country right now at every level. Uh, There's just a great spiritual darkness and and vacuum. And if our nation is going to be saved, the only hope is Jesus Christ. And the only instrument to take Jesus to this world is what? His church. His church. You and I, His followers, believers. And in the fall of this year, uh, matter of fact, the specific dates are November 3rd through November 10th, that week, our church will be joining thousands and thousands of churches across the United States of America and Canada in what is known as the My Hope America evangelistic campaign uh, with Billy Graham. And this morning, uh, I am here to invite you on a very personal level uh, to participate because in this particular evangelistic campaign, you are the key. You are the key. I want to utilize my time the best I can this morning. Would you, would you open the brochure up to this section in the red that just right at the top says, What is my hope with Billy Graham? This gives you just a 
bird's eye view of what it is about. And let me just walk through this with you. Notice it says, at, at its heart, this is outreach. It, it's friends sharing Jesus with friends. It, it's a very, very simple approach. There's nothing complicated about it. And you notice where it begins, where it says, invite. You will have the opportunity to invite your friends, uh, your neighbors, uh, co-workers, fellow students uh, who don't know Jesus Christ uh, to your home for a meal or dessert or gather them at your church or just any favorite hangout. hangout. Uh, What we are doing this morning are enlisting Matthews. That's what we're hoping you will become. Matthews are individuals that extend this invitation to bring these folks into their home or meet them at Starbucks or wherever you would like to do this at. And so go down to the bottom and you see those five looks and notice where it begins. You look around and you identify your friends, your neighbors, your co-workers, your fellow students and your family who do not know Jesus Christ as their Savior. And then you write their names on the attached list and you'll see to the right-hand side your Matthew list. And so we would ask you to begin to make your Matthew list. Who are friends? Who are co-workers? Family members that you're, conf- you're, you're not confident that they know Jesus Christ. And so you would begin to develop this list. And then notice what's the next thing you do. You look up and pray every day for each person that you've listed. And then notice you look out. You look out for opportunities to build your relationship with these people. This is friendship evangelism, relational evangelism. So you develop your list. You begin to pray for these individuals on a daily basis. And then as you're praying for them, as this begins to lead up to November, you're aggressively also looking for opportunities to strengthen your relationship with them, to, to express your care and your love, and to develop that friendship. And then notice you look forward. You look forward to the event, which will take place simultaneously in all the churches from November 3rd to November 10th. And in that period of time, you can pick your day, you can pick your time where you would invite the folks that you have listed, either to your home or wherever the gathering place is to be, to show them an absolutely powerful presentation, video presentation that's been developed by the Graham Association. It's uh, about a 30-minute presentation, and uh, this is something that you'll just do over your uh, TV. Uh, You can do it on a computer device. You can do it on your tablet. You can do it on your smartphone. I mean, the flexibility is incredible, and that's what I mean where students could just gather some of their friends at Starbucks or at a restaurant, and as long as you have one of these devices, uh, you can pull up this presentation. And then, of course, final look after those who give their lives to Jesus, because we trust there will be a great harvest of souls, and you help them grow in their faith. So go back up to the top. So you begin by developing this list, praying for them, strengthening your relationship with them between now and November, eventually inviting them to this event, and then notice, watch. You see the little TV diagram. Then watch one of several new evangelistic programs featuring life-changing testimonies and powerful messages from Billy Graham. And folks, these are some of the most powerful presentations I've ever seen. I've already seen two of them, 
And, uh, and they interwine these with uh, the most powerful testimonies of individuals who've had their lives changed by Christ. Uh, they powerfully get across the basic message of Christ's death, burial, and resurrection. It's, it's just one of the greatest tools that I've seen in presenting uh, Jesus. And then notice share. Next, briefly share how Jesus gave you hope and tell what He is doing in your life today. So you'll, they'll come into your home, you'll have this dessert together, little get-together, or maybe you're at Starbucks, wherever you're at, and uh, you'll show them the presentation that takes about 28 to 30 minutes. And then following the presentation, what you will be asked to do, and there's training in all of this, by the way. If you become a Matthew, there will be further training, there will be helps that we'll provide you. But you're asked to give just a brief three-minute three testimony. You know, what your life was like before Christ, uh, when you came to know Christ, and the circumstances around that, and then how Christ has changed your life. Just a brief three-minute testimony, and then you actually extend an invitation to those that are present to have the opportunity to come to know Jesus as their Lord and Savior. The Graham Association has actually been doing this internationally for many, many years. This has been done in many foreign countries with incredible results. They have found for every Matthew, for every home that is opened up or a little meeting, they have, they have averaged a little over two decisions for Christ in every home. And so when you think about this, this thousands, thousands of churches will be participating. Hundreds of thousands of individuals will be Matthews. This has the potential, this one evangelistic crusade has the potential to reach more people for Jesus Christ than any single emphasis in the history of Christianity. In the history of Christianity. The potential is absolutely staggering. And you're being invited this morning uh, to participate. Let me just show you something up here on the uh, overhead and just uh, follow with me. I'm going to run through this uh, fairly quickly because I want to get to a DVD, a 15-minute DVD that's sort of going to give you an overview and it's going to give you a, a, a Matthew demonstration, what it exactly means to be a Matthew and for you to be able to see it with your eyes and visualize it and what you're being asked uh, to do. But uh, my hope with uh, Billy Graham is uh, becoming a Matthew is based on the story of Matthew. It's at the very heart of everything. If you're familiar with the story of Matthew, uh, when he came to know Christ, what he did, he invited his family, his friends and neighbors to his house for a meal and to learn about Jesus. And that's what we're asking you to do. Anybody, everyone can do that that's a follower of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now look at this first point, barriers. Uh, to telling people about Jesus that Matthew overcame. In other words, sometimes Christians fearfully think. These are the things that often cause us to hesitate in our witness or to shrink back sort of in uh, anxiety and fear. First, uh, some people are too sinful for God to forgive. Sometimes we think that. Uh, Next, people are not interested in the gospel of Christ and will not respond. Here's another one. I'm not trained to tell people about Jesus. You know, it's too hard for me. Uh, Here's another uh, barrier. I will be criticized by others or embarrassed if people do not respond. And I think most of us can relate uh, to those issues. And we've all probably struggled with these at one time or another in our Christian walk and faith. 
But look at the next point. The story of Matthew actually answers uh, your questions about these barriers. Uh, Look at that first uh, barrier. Some people are too sinful for God to forgive. Well, think of Matthew. Matthew betrayed his people by becoming a tax collector. He cheated people by collecting too much uh, tax. He also led a very sinful lifestyle. In other words, many people would have viewed Matthew in his culture of being a child of the devil beyond God's redemption, beyond the point of no return. But look at the next point. But Jesus loved Matthew. Jesus loved Matthew in spite of his sinful lifestyle. And what's the next point? God loves this world. Amen? God loves this world. God loves the people of the United States of America, and He does not want them to perish in their sins. You're all familiar with John 3.16, for God so loved the what? World that He gave His only begotten Son, that whoever what? Believes in Him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. And then Jesus came to save sinners. Turn in your Bibles to Matthew 9 before we go further. Probably should have done this up front, but let's just read this story. And verse 13 expresses very, very well that Jesus came to save sinners. Matthew 9, verse 9, it says, As Jesus passed on from there, he saw a man called Matthew sitting in the tax office. And he said to him, Follow me. And he rose and followed him. And it happened that as he was reclining at the table in the house, behold, many tax gatherers and sinners came and were dining with Jesus and his disciples. In other words, he had Jesus over to his home, and he brought all of his sinful friends into the house, his uh, associates and uh, folks that he'd been involved with. And when the Pharisees, verse 11, saw this, they said to his disciples, Why is your teacher eating with the tax gatherers and sinners? But when he heard this, he said, It is not those who are healthy who need a physician, but those who are sick. But go and learn what this means. I desire compassion and not sacrifice, for I did not come to call the righteous, but what? Sinners. I came to call sinners. Look at the next barrier uh, that we looked at. People are not interested in the gospel of Christ and will not respond. Look at verse 9 again. It says, as Jesus passed on from there, he saw a man called Matthew sitting in the tax office. Again, uh, an enemy of the Jewish state. They saw how the people looked at him, sinful man, many people thinking he could never be redeemed. And Jesus said to him, what, follow me? And he, what, rose and followed him. See, Jesus, what did Jesus do? He looked deeply into Matthew's lonely life, and he spoke to him. See, Jesus knows what no one else knows. Well, he sees what no one else can see. And he has the ability to look deep into the human heart and to speak to that human heart. And that's what we're trusting for in this evangelistic crusade is we bring these people together that God has the ability to penetrate those dark hearts and to bring them to himself. And then notice the next point. Matthew followed Jesus, what? Immediately, and he invited others, the poor, the tax collectors, and the sinners, as we saw, into his home. And then... Next, people try to hide their needs so others do not see them 
but Jesus sees, as we just saw. And he knows how to help those who are hurting. Look at the next barrier. I'm not trained to tell about Jesus. It's too hard for me. Again, what did Matthew do? All he did was invite his friends, his former, all his friends into his home and brought Jesus there so that they could meet him, be introduced to Jesus and have the same opportunity for salvation that he did. Uh, look at these several points. Matthew used what he had to, in, to introduce others to Jesus Christ. He used his home. He used his food. He used his relationships. And that's what you're being asked to do in this particular campaign. Look at the next point. He did not forget his old associates. When he came to know Christ, he didn't forget his former tax collector friends and his sinners and family friends and neighbors. No, he had a concern for them, a burden for them. And he again, he used his relationships with them as an opportunity to get them in their home, his home to meet Jesus. And then he shared, that next point, he shared what he found in Jesus. And it was a powerful, powerful witness for Jesus Christ. And then look at that very final objection uh, or barrier. I will be criticized by others or embarrassed if people do not respond. Uh, well, when you uh, look at... Uh, uh, verse 11, he was criticized. The Pharisees, you know, they criticized. Uh, they didn't understand uh, what was going on. Uh, but Matthew, despite that, was so happy about being a follower of Jesus that he had a party and invited everyone, especially those who needed Jesus. So the next point, Matthew, yes, he was criticized, but there were what? Great results. There were great results. And notice what they were. Jesus was the focus of the meeting. Sinners confessed their sins and received forgiveness from Jesus. New believers met other followers of Jesus and were established in their new faith. Matthew grew spiritually, and the critics were silenced. So the main point is right here, this next paragraph. You can do this. You can do this. Even you can do this. You don't have to be a great pastor or teacher. You just simply use the Matthew and friends' plan uh, to get them to come. Invite people to your home or whatever meeting place you choose, giving them refreshments. Watch the program together. Tell your testimony in three minutes, and then invite them to accept Jesus. Now, what I want you to watch now is a 15-minute uh, DVD and it will give you a great overview of the uh, campaign, especially what it means to be a Matthew, because our purpose this morning is to enlist Matthews. And I trust at the time of invitation, uh, many of you are going to respond, and you're going to say, yes, I am willing uh, to invite friends in my home or a particular meeting place and follow this plan so that they can be presented with the gospel and have an opportunity to respond. So enjoy the... Uh, DVD.
Are we okay? Are we having a problem? Technically, we'll, we'll give you another minute or two. If not, <laughs> hey, I, I will tell you something. You'll enjoy this. I, I, and uh, uh, I shared this at the, uh, at the uh, dinner on the grounds, but uh, I learned a new method in dealing with temptation from one of my grandchildren. I won't name names, uh, but... Uh, one of our grandchildren saw one of the older grandchildren, one that was older than them, uh, do something that was wrong. They, they were disobedient. Well, the, the older child went to the younger child and they said, whatever you do, you do not tell mom and dad what I just did. And so then the younger child said, well, then the devil, uh, she said, Jesus told me, Jesus told me, but you need to tell mom and dad. You need, you need to do the right thing. And then she said, but then the devil began to speak to me and said, no, you don't need to do that. You need to, to listen to your sister. So she said she was sort of torn, so she said she did any, meeny, miny, mo, and Jesus won. So <laughs> you're good to go. We'll go. <laughs> <laughs>
Thank you. 
We're going to give you an opportunity to do so right now. I'm going to invite uh, James Wilson and Tim Hopper to come down. Just have a, just a simple way we're going to do this. Uh, these men will be standing at the front on either side. If you're willing, in just a moment, as the invitation is extended, as Andy extends the invitation, come on ahead, Andy. Uh, uh, as that's extended, if you would just come down and just come to one of these men. We just need your name right now so that we know that uh, you're willing to serve as a Matthew because there's further uh, equipping and training that we will do with you and providing you materials uh, for this. And then I would like to ask you just to remain standing at the front. I'd like to have a prayer of commitment uh, over those that we enlist uh, today. Of course, I'll be at the front if uh, someone has a decision of uh, some other nature, uh, wanting to unite with the church family, make a public profession of faith, whatever it might be. But again, this is your opportunity, and I trust that God uh, will move upon your heart. I trust you'll be obedient. I trust that many of you will step out and say, yes, I'm willing to be a Matthew. I'm willing to open up my home or choose a meeting place, invite folks uh, to come and uh, share this presentation with them in the hopes that they'll come to know Christ and, uh, and follow Him. So let me pray, and then that invitation to be extended, and I trust you're coming. Again, come to one of these men. Just simply give them your name. That's all they need so we can follow up with you. But then if you would just remain standing here across the front so that I can have a prayer of commitment with everybody as we conclude the service. Father, we're very, very excited. I'm very excited about the potential of this uh, evangelistic effort that will be conducted across the United States of America. And uh, Father, I, I know that this uh, Effort is dependent uh, not only upon the local churches, but our membership and uh, individuals, uh, couples, families uh, being willing to participate. So, Lord, as we have shared this, as we've presented this, I trust that you will call many Matthews out, even this, this morning, that they'll take that step of faith, uh, that they will not be overcome with fear and anxiety, but they will trust as they obey you that your grace will be sufficient. So, Father, move, uh, enlist us to your cause, and, Lord, use this effort to bring a great harvest of souls, not only here uh, in Columbus, uh, but throughout the United States of America and Canada. For it's in Christ's name we do pray. Amen. Please stand as the invitation extended. And you come now. Don't, don't wait. Don't hesitate. And remain at the front so I can pray with you.
to continue the invitation, but let me just uh, just remind uh, you, uh, young people, uh, students, the flexibility of this. Uh, you can have a smartphone, you can have a tablet. Doesn't have to be in a home. You could just meet your friends at Starbucks or at McDonald's or any restaurant anywhere you would like at the park. Uh, so tremendous flexibility. So this is something, regardless of your age or station life, you can participate in. And I'm so thankful for these that have already responded. And uh, I still want to give you the opportunity to be a part of this uh, wonderful effort uh, to uh, change the course of our nation as we uh, seek uh, revival. So you respond. Andy, continue. last verse, but I still want to give you the opportunity. I trust God is uh, speaking to hearts. I trust you'll, you'll step out. You know, uh, one of the biggest uh, moments in a Christian's life is when they realize they can't let fear dictate their walk with God. And it's as we step out and obey God, even in our fear, that God steps in and He gives us His power. Even the great Apostle Paul, if you read 1 Corinthians uh, chapter 2, when he talked about coming to the city of Corinth, this champion of the faith, he said, I came to you in fear and trembling. But he said, you received the demonstration of the Spirit's power. And that's how God works. He works through our weakness, through our inadequacy, through our fears. And as we step out, God steps in. And so you be willing to step out and take this step of faith, and I trust God will use you in a wonderful way. And you'll see that, and you'll be blessed for it. So one last verse, Andy. Thank these for responding, and, and let me know that let you know, as I mentioned, we are going to continue to enlist Matthews through the month of August. So uh, you just continue to pray, you continue to seek God, and again, I think this is a glorious opportunity to uh, reach many uh, for Christ. 
And uh, we have y'all's names. We'll be following up on all that are enlisted, providing some further help and equipping and, uh, and materials. But I'm so thankful for this wonderful, wonderful response. And I trust it's just the beginning and that we'll continue to see response. So let me pray and we'll commit these to the Lord. This will serve as our uh, closing. And so after the prayer, you are dismissed. Trust you'll be back tonight for the uh, trip to the Holy Land by Orion and Kelly uh, Pierce. Father, uh, we are very excited as we look forward uh, to this evangelistic effort that will be conducted throughout the United States of America. And Father, I thank you for these that uh, step forward uh, today uh, to be Matthews, uh, to uh, begin to develop their list, to begin to pray, uh, to begin to invest and strengthen those relationships. And then at the appropriate time to invite, to invite uh, into their home or whatever meeting place they choose. And Lord, when that time comes, uh, we pray that you would prepare the hearts of those that will be present. We pray for that even right now. And Lord, we pray that you would uh, move in a powerful way upon their hearts and lives through the truth that will be presented, because faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. And we pray that a number will call upon the name of the Lord to be saved as they would open their hearts uh, to make uh, Christ their Lord and Savior and to take control of their lives uh, to know a new life in Him. So, Lord, use each of these Matthews. Bless them, strengthen them, encourage them, and uh, continue to strengthen and bless our church as we go forward. And, Lord, we just trust you'll use this effort throughout our nation to bring a great, great, great harvest of souls as we've never seen before in the United States of America, and it would have a significant impact upon the direction of our country, and it would be the start, the beginning of a larger revival. Uh, So, Lord, bless now and use us to be that blessing as you uh, are at work in our hearts and lives. For it's in Christ's name we do pray. Amen. Amen. God bless you. You are dismissed.